The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Wonderful to have you with us. And I am joined right now by a returning guest. Actually, I've had Denise on the phone before. Denise Sheik is here with us and and she's going to be talking with us about all things to do with this very, very serious and disturbing situation that we all find ourselves across the world in actually right now. And that is the transgenderism that is taking place and the mutilation of children and, and human bodies. There's no other ways to say this, but human bodies. And the fact that we have got so many of the medical profession that have joined in on this is even more disturbing. It's, it's like, wow, what on earth is happening? Denise is an expert in this area. She has got a very, very meaningful story that goes with her and the reason why she's got in this before i go any further she has a she has a wonderful life affirming ministry that she does that she that she's part of it's called livingstone ministries and help for families she's done incredible work with it she's been persecuted because of it she's had all kinds of things taken down off of the mainstream media and the social media issues and all of that as she's had it all so without further ado denise thank you so much for joining us and you know i know we were talking just before you came on the air you know it, it's one of those times of the year where we never quite know what we're going to wake up with in the morning and right now you have woken up with a bit of a well you've been battling with a bit of a, a flu virus and whatever it may be so but it's great thank you so much for joining you could have said okay we're going to do it another day but not not Denise she doesn't do that <laughs> oh <laughs> thank, well, you. thank you it's great to be back with you today absolutely so Denise tell the listeners a little bit about I'm going to tell them why you've joined us and, and, and I'll actually do that right now it's to do with this unbelievable decision by the uh, a textbook that's been published by the American Psychiatric Association and you you've you've highlighted what's going on in there but your your story is it needs to be told again as well so why don't you tell us how you came to be involved in all of this. Oh, well, sure. Um, uh, Just briefly, uh, when I was nine years old, my father had uh, come out to me as wanting to become a woman and really believing that that's exactly what he was supposed to be, uh, that he should have been born a woman. And so that specific day, um, he revealed many details that I could not comprehend why he was sharing with me, uh, the secrets and, uh, even sharing with me how I would know when he was feeling like a woman, uh, given the hints away. <laughs> and, uh, I, I really thought, well, this is dad and I'm Denise were two separate people. And I was a nine year old. You're, uh, processing it that way that there's two different people. This won't impact you. That's dad. That's, Whatever's going on with him, that those are his issues. But what I didn't realize uh, and couldn't have 
even uh, been prepared for is how that would impact me as the years would would come and follow. Um, you know, by the time I was 11, I thought if God had really made a mistake and dad should have been a woman, how do I know that I'm really supposed to be a girl? Oh, you know, wow. so as we yeah. start to question uh, the authority of God, the truth, yeah. um, it just uh, has ripple effects yeah. in our life. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, leading into being uh, a young woman that matured young, uh, that also was not very helpful as my dad became very envious and very hateful towards me because oh of what my, my body goodness. was doing. So there was a lot of issues, um, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, and yet I understood that he was hurting as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you took all of this and, and we won't go to all the D. De- I mean, you've been on the program before and people, if you want to look, just put Denise's name into our search machine and you'll bring it up and you can listen to it on your iPods or whatever on, on any pod, pod, podcasting platform. Um, but so you took all of this and over the, you know, over the period of time, you have, you saw what should happen and you did it. You formed these ministries, Denise, and you've, and you've been written, you've written numerous books, numerous books. And folks, I will put Denise's websites up on, onto the, onto our platform, onto our website so that you've got that and you can double check it out. Um, you started to go after, you know, to sort of saying there, there is, Solutions. There is. It's a God thing. We have to. You know. We have to turn back to God. You've. You've done all that. You. You. You still continue to do it to to this very moment, which is amazing to me. I. I consider you one of my heroes because how can mm-hmm. you know go through all of that and yet still still say remain so loving towards our incredible God, but. Recently, you have, you wrote an article for LifeSite News, um, which, which caught my eye and I thought, there's Denise again. And so I thought, I've got to get you back on the program. And you talk, the, the program, the, the article is about, um, what is happening within our medical, uh, uh, world, medical institutions and the fact that, um, the, the American Associate, uh, Psychiatric Association is actually publishing a book called Gender Affirming Psychiatric Care. You point out in your article that, that there is there is a Hippocratic oath that we've supposed to, that the, anybody in the medical world, particularly doctors, are supposed to take. And it's been around since the 5th century. And it is first do no harm. First do no harm. And yet, and yet, and yet, here we go with this unbelievable, harmful treatment and and um, uh, advice and all these kinds of things that are coming from the gender-affirming psychiatric care. Talk to us a little bit about what's happened in this, you know, what, what, where this is, what's happened here. It seems uh, insane yeah. with what is happening. And to go back to the first do no harm, when I think about the children, uh, the, the implications on a ch- one child's life that is uh, that begins to uh, transition, whether socially or you know, as they uh, are put on puberty blockers, synthetic drugs, basically, um, these children are, are going to grow up with a lifetime of pharmaceuticals. 
<laughs> they aren't going to need that testosterone on a continued basis, the antidepressants on a continued basis, anxiety medications, everything that goes along with this. They are a patient for their entire lifetime to pursue, to become, to look like the opposite sex. It is a never-ending medical bill. And to see what is happening, you know, the the damages, we already know uh, the damages to children, to girls, you know, when we talk specifically, even with binders. Um, So to, to know these dangers, these consequences, but here, American Psychiatric Association uh, it pretty much throws that in the garbage, you know, and says, we're going to go ahead and promote this gender ideology. Oh, my God. It makes no sense. It is something that destroys the person's physical body, their mental and emotional, let alone their spiritual uh, being. And the families, the implications of this, that that just the ripple effects, you you take that pebble and you toss it in the river and the ripples never end. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. And these are, this is what blows my mind. These are children, you point out, as young as preschoolers. This is being pushed on them. Yes. As young as preschoolers are saying Mm -hmm. they don't even know how to ride it. Some probably don't even know how to ride a bicycle yet, let alone know what sex they are. No. And yet we will see uh, young children and even, you know, preteens that are being used uh, in this propaganda uh, for what um, attacking a school or taking them for legal action. What child even knows what they're doing? You know, this is when you know there are adults behind the scenes That's that right. are using the children for this agenda. That's right. Uh, what is going, my concern for children on top of everything else is that we live, I have great, I have six grandchildren, yeah. ages, uh, it's anywhere from 13 down to three years old. Yep. So even if I take my 13 year old grandchild and I think, of that age group that has been using um, these synthetic drugs or the mindset of who they are, where are they going to be seriously in 20 years from now, 15 to 20 years from now, when they find out, gosh, I'm tired of taking this. Oh, you know, this is, I have to do this to assume this a role. It's never ending. It's got to be tiring on the person. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we all know everybody, I think everybody listening to this program at some point in time, you've taken medication that you need to have, that you have to take. But you can, for the most part, if you're living a normal life and you're, you know, and, and, and even if you're in, in, in some sort of a pain or you have to take it for whatever reason, there does come a point where you say, okay, I've had enough of taking pills. I, I want to be clear of them. You have an opportunity to be clear of those pills. These young people do not. They are no. for life. As you point out, Denise, it is for the rest of their lives. How many of us, uh, let's speak about being young girls, liked boys in kindergarten, uh, you know, or would even take the the thought that I'm not going to get married, boys, yuck. Yeah. So, so, and how many of us got married, (laughs) fell in love and, you know, life turned out just just fine. Uh, the, The same mindset that just... 
because somebody isn't liking for yeah. some reason who they are at the time or they're confused. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they have some severe distress about who they are. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's going to make it all better. Exactly. By exactly. giving somebody what they want instead of what they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you talk about it in, in, in your article. And again, folks, I will put this up onto our website. It's a LifeSite News article and it was published on uh, December the 8th. Um, so it's a very recent article. I'll put it up there and you can all read it yourself. But the interesting thing about it is you talk about the fact that um, this, the, the book is written on, they've actually changed the scientific process. So it's, it's written, it, it's moved away from, you know, the actual scientific process that you go through in order to be, for it to be, um, you know, um, a real, you take it, you look at all the science involved and then you come to, uh -huh. you know, you work through that. You said it's now moved from, from evidence based to evidence informed, whatever uh -huh. does that mean? Goodness yeah. gracious. Well, to me, it is, uh, would be people that would be speaking in, uh, that, for instance, uh, live as a transgender person, you know, and they are the evidence. Instead of looking at the scientific facts, mm -hmm. we are taking people's, uh, personal life experiences and validating that over the scientific facts. Oh my gosh. The, the interesting, and I mean, further to that, you said the book is dedicated to provide, and I'm quoting, dedicated to providing affirming. This, these words are so, they're so crazy. I mean, it's just like, what on earth are you talking about? They are dedicated to providing affirming, intersectional, and evidence-informed psychiatric care for transgender, non-binary, and or gender-expansive people. These words, even 10 years ago, people would have been going, what? What did you just read? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's really is very disturbing to see what, where we've come to. It's yeah. very disturbing. And I think it's important for people to realize the need to watch and observe the languages yeah. and how languages, how the language has been um, really arrested yeah. and and changed to meet uh, the ideology's needs yep. uh, to pursue yeah. this agenda even further. You're so and right. As we, I think back, you know, so Help for Families has been going for 20 years this uh, coming April. Wow. And when I think of 20 years of how I've watched the um, the political side of this, arrest uh, our languages and change the meanings of words, you begin to see what, um, how they're playing the game. Yeah. Uh, for instance, um, 20 years ago, somebody that was uh, diagnosed with gender identity disorder was then moved to dysphoria because it became political, that people didn't want something to sound like there was something wrong with them. It was disorder. Um, but it would be somebody that was bio, that had uh, severe mental distress about being the opposite biological sex that they believed they were. Now, when it came to cross-dressers um, and uh, transvestites and, and other such labeling, they wouldn't have been considered transgender. Today, 
they they are all under this umbrella of being transgender. It has the umbrella for transgenderism has grown. Why not? Not everyone uh, a cross dresser, you know, yep. should be under that definition of being transgender. Yep. Um, so we, I, you just if you watch the language, you see how they turn the terms. Yeah. Uh, it's manipulated, exactly. You know, I, I knew a family way, probably, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 years ago where, where, um, one of the, one of my, one of their, their children knew their friends were, were the father was, was a, a crossdresser, but he was a crossdresser. He wasn't taking pills and hormones and uh-huh. having surgeries and all the rest of it. There was something, there was obviously something disturbing him and whatever. And that's the way we explained it to, to that's the way she, uh, the, the, the parents were explaining it to their, to their children. And I explained it to my daughter who came and spoke with me about it. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, there's something going on there. You don't judge. You just, you know, you just move, move past it. And, you know, if you, if you ever, uh, you know, have to deal with, with the child that you're t- talking about, you just deal it with it in, in a, in a Christian loving way. Um, obviously they're going to be concerned about it. They're the, the, the child of the father was going to be concerned about it, but that's, you know, we weren't shoving pills down everybody's throats or asking them to have mutilations or whatever. This is, this is just unbelievable. We have gone so far, so fast. It's, it's, it's very, very, very concerning. You say, one of the things you ask in the article, Denise, is why, and I mean, obviously we know, but I, you, you lay out some very important reasons as to why should we be concerned about a book such as this that's got the, the imprimatur, so to speak, of the American Psychiatric Association on it? I think we need, there, there ought to be a high alert of concern for this type of book because it will also lead into, uh, therapists, uh, those that maybe really don't know how to handle this or arrest how they do handle it in the future with uh, their own clients, the, the, own, the people that they are seeing to help, because they will look at uh, this organization, uh, this book, as being the professional handbook mm-hmm. on how to handle this. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And as you point out, I mean, this, this can be taken to use in classrooms, you know, with teachers who, yes. who maybe don't know what to do. Uh, you know, they're afraid not to say anything. So they'd pick up this book and start reading it. And, and it's all just stories from all accounts. Yes. It's uh, stories. There's nothing really scientific or professional about it. It's, yes, it's, it's all based on human experience, yep. you know, yep. rather than guiding. Uh, the professionals with scientific facts. Exactly. It makes no sense that we now live in a world where scientific facts are meaningless. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely mean nothing. <laughs> the other point that you make, which is very, very, it's very actually, it's something we've got to watch for. And that is that it, it makes it easier for government, government agencies to, you know, like the NEA to, to, to use this, this, this book. Yes. Yeah. And we already know that the NEA, you know, ha- is definitely not a friend of parents. Um, what is going on behind the scenes and has been for years with the schools. Yeah. Um, parents, you know, probably a couple of years ago began to feel like they didn't have any control over what was happening in their schools. But in the truth, this has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it just had mushroomed. Yep. 
Yep, exactly right. You know, and the interesting thing is, you know, that the, uh, the um, uh, what we're discovering too is, is that there there are some serious side effects from these drugs that they're taking, heart diseases and all kinds of stuff. So there's you know, there's huge huge problems, and and you know I was just reading another article earlier on this week about um, about what's happening in in the rest of the world and the rest of the Western world anyway. At least in the European countries, a lot of the European countries are totally rejecting this right now, um, and they can do the research and they can do the you know. And they are being allowed to to work out what's going on with this, but there's an article where one of the scientists say the Americans can't American scientists are not allowed to do this anymore because they will get blacklisted. So you can't in America the 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 whole the whole inquiry system has shut down if you do not follow the the uh, approved method of of treating these kinds of things, you get shut down. And it's being recognized around the world that this is what's happening in America, which is very frightening. Yes, it is. And I don't know if um, the people in America realize uh, the shutting down of the scientific facts of the doctors, the physicians, uh, professional uh, mental health care providers that have tried to fight this you know, this ideology back, the falsified information, um, the way that it is the the propaganda uh, to confuse our children. What what preschooler is, uh, you know, in all seriousness, when we look at the majority of preschoolers, they're not looking in the mirror, am I a boy or am I a girl? You know, they're more concerned about playing with their toys or, um, you know, hopefully outside, you know, learning social skills with the neighborhood uh, friends that that they would have growing up. But today, uh, you know, we've got preschool books that are helping to guide the child, uh, assuming that they are confused, which creates confusion in a young mind. Yep, exactly right. This is so so dangerous. <clears throat> this is even why why it's so dangerous is to see what's happened with uh, with uh, Governor Mike DeWine in Ohio here, where, where he has vetoed a, a, a bill that passed both houses with with majorities, um, and and said no, we've got to allow all this this nonsense to participate. It, it, there is, it, it's in in some ways it's great to see so many legislators t- uh, turn towards saying you know we want to go back to. San- Again, but it's also very disturbing to see our governor do the go the other way, which is which has been really, really, really been a problem. The final thing that I wanted to talk with you about is is the danger to to um, to child custody cases. You know, you, you mentioned that in your article, and that and that it's very, very uh, it's the the the, uh, the lawyers on the other side can use these this book to say, you know, oh well, you know, whatever, it doesn't make any difference. The the, the experts are saying this, and so you have to allow your child or children to do this, or you know, whichever parent is fighting over the child can use this book to insist. That the child, if if the child during a, a, a traumatic time as such as a divorce is going through that, that then you use this book to say no, absolutely. Look, here are the experts. I mean, this is it's unbelievable what's happening. Yes, it is, and that's you know why it's so important for parents to know to be involved in their child's life, no yeah. matter where, where they are today. I don't care if it's three years old, if it's fourteen years old. Um, to do, if you don't have a good relationship with that child, get involved, become involved in that child's life so that you can have an impact on your child 
you can provide a safe place to discuss these matters, Absolutely. a place where they can trust you and know that they can come to you, that you are not going to use a judgmental attitude, a judgmental heart, yeah. but that you will speak truth about this agenda, Absolutely. that you can bring truth about the, oh my goodness, the countless detransitioners that yeah. have even attempted to speak out against this. Yeah. And yet they're ignored. Absolutely. Such important voices and they're Absolutely. being ignored. Absolutely. Denise has also written a, a very interesting, wonderful book called My Daddy's Secret Understanding Gender Confusion, a faith-based perspective and transition confusion, a biblical question and answer for families. She is also a, an ordained minister and has a BA in psychology. So we're not talking to somebody who doesn't know what this is all about. Denise, thank you so much for joining us. It's such a pleasure. And I hope you feel better. By, by the same. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. Brenda. God bless you lots for all you are doing. God bless, bless you. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world class, inspiring guest. Mm-hmm.